We now intend to fully reopen the economy. Pre-primary, primary and secondary schools will be opened for learners starting with the 10th of January 2021. Yes, the schools are slated to open first for the teachers on the 6th of January and for the, 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 the learners, the pre-primary to grade 10 is to reopen on the 10th. Welcome to my podcast, My Perspective, where we discuss African politics or international relationships. But I want to say thank you so much for subscribing. And also thank you for those who always, uh, you know, engage and also want to uh, be part of the conversations, especially my friends in Ethiopia, my friends in Ghana, my friends in South Africa, my friends in Mozambique, and my friends in Malawi. Those I'll be hosting are some of them to give us an insight on some of the big stories that we've been looking at. But also, if you want to engage, uh, just go to your WhatsApp number and uh, send me a text on plus 256-786-0404. Do not call. Just text me and then we can have a conversation uh, on major stories that are happening in your country or anywhere or you want to supplement on any of the stories uh, that I publish here on my podcast. But before I get into the big story uh, of the voices that you had at the beginning of this podcast, let's first look at two, um, let's first look at the two uh, other stories that I think are making news on the African continent, uh, starting with Mali. Uh, Mali is facing sanctions from members of the ECOWAS. ECOWAS is a block, a regional block in the western um in the West African region. And uh, what happened is that on Sunday, uh, members of the ECOWAS sat uh, in Accra and agreed that they would are going to place sanctions on Mali after the military regime that took over power in 2020 extended elections that were supposed to have happened this February uh, to 2025. Now that didn't sound so it didn't it didn't go so well with the, uh, the the countries in the regional bloc and they felt there is need to transit from the military regime to the civilians. But in 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 in, in return, uh, the Malian government thought that that was so unfair, so they decided to also close borders, uh, to, uh, you know, close borders so that and also close the airspace that anyone or any plane that is in that region cannot uh, fly to Mali. They also recalled all the ambassadors uh, who are representing the country in the region now that may be so difficult for mali but um I hope that that will be resolved so that they can have the elections as soon as possible to transit from the military regime back to the civilian uh, government. Also, Eritrea has been accused uh, of inciting a war uh, with the, Tigre the Tigrarians um, in Ethiopia. Now, for those who remember the, the war uh, that had started way back in 2019 in September, no, I think 2000, sorry, I, I apologize for that. This war started in 2020, uh, early 2020 in um, uh, in Ethiopia, where uh, there was supposed to have been an election. However, the, ex uh, the, 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 the Ethiopian government felt that there was no need to have an election since they were facing a pandemic. And that degenerated into something else. Uh, the Tigrians did not agree 
or the TPLF did not agree uh, with that suggestion and then they just went into war. So as they, uh, as they retreated from uh, places that they were holding, uh, unfortunately, um, they, felt they were first with a missile. Uh, that they suggest came, they believe came from the uh, Eritreans because who were trying to protect their borders and uh, killed quite a number of people, including children and women. And uh, it also forced the UN to stop, uh, you know, providing um, humanitarian assistance to the Tigrarians uh, in, in, in that region. So it's been a back and forth. And, and, and the president of Eritrea came out and said he will not allow uh, the TPLF to get into its region to destabilize its country so they decided to put to to you know to to make sure that they put up a threat uh, that will not uh, um, that, that will threaten uh, the TPLF not to get into their region so I think the war one would want to think that the dynamics of the war keeps changing all the time uh, from the TPL, TPLF fighting with the central government and also now finding itself in the jaws uh, of Eritrea so those two stories for me uh, are the biggest on the continent However, there are so many that are happening. But uh, let's go back to uh, our story. If you heard the soundbite that was at the beginning there, that was the president of Uganda, Yorika Gutam Seven, and uh, the minister uh, for education and uh, in Namibia. So Namibia and Uganda share one big story, and that is schools reopening. Now, for Uganda, schools have been closed for the last two years. Even when schools try to reopen at some moment, at, at some point in June uh, 2021, it closed again after the Delta virus um, became an issue and so, so many people died. That was the peak uh, where we saw so many Ugandans uh, dying and also reporting more cases in the region. Uganda by then uh, was one of the best countries to maintain uh, the, the spread of the virus. However, Delta was a test uh, to the Ugandan government and it saw it close schools that even had, and, and, and this is the most unfortunate bit, by the way. I, I love to give my perspective on some of these things, but because I'm not actually uh, reporting a story, I'm just telling you my perspective on these things. So what happened in Uganda it was that there are schools that had cases of, of, of COVID and then did not inform the parents. That was very dangerous. So the virus spread in in, in the students and, and by the time it got worse after one of the universities uh, reported the death of one of the students and also there was there was a school which was a primary school i will not i will not mention these names because of um you know i just want them to not to have uh, i don't want the public to have a a, a you know fear uh, against the schools but one of the primary schools also had two students one of them i think later on um recovered but it was it was a severe case but the, the challenge is that the schools had kept quiet they were not coming out they were not opening up about the covid situation in the schools. so after the virus had spread into so many students they told they told the minister of health and then parents rushed to pick these students and return them home so what happened is that the children actually took the virus home and it ended up killing their parents uh, who are in a vulnerable age uh, or that category of, of of people who are very uh, um, are weak when it comes to the virus so uh, it saw quite a number of people die uh, and 
we just went back into another lockdown and schools were closed so some students were very privileged those who go to international schools that were studying online uh leaving most of those in the rural areas who didn't have access to uh, tv study materials or zoom uh, zoom classes but now what has happened is that the minister of education or the government of uganda decided or advised uh, maybe went with guidelines. I don't know the proper word to use here because it looks like they just sat down and agreed that all children are going to be promoted to the next class. So there's a lot to be asked here. Whether you know whether the kids are going to be at the same wavelength because you will realize that the kids in the rural areas who were not uh, who who had no privileges to access internet or access TV to see this, the lessons that were going on on TV or radio, they don't, they are mentally switched off. But now putting them in the same class as those who were studying, who had some privileges to, you know, study online, will be a disadvantage to them. But also too, I think it is important to always promote students after an assessment. Otherwise, pushing them into another class without an assessment is uh, a challenge there and, and and i feel like it's an issue that needs to be uh properly managed otherwise we're going to have half-baked children who are going to come out at the end or at some point in life um you know when they have missed quite a lot behind there also isn't this the point where our education system in africa has to be revised now the same thing happened actually in in namibia they have promoted students uh because they want to make room for those who are coming in and then you know for those who had done their exams will do their exams um i think on 24th january according to the minister uh the, the minister of health there uh, so that they can also leave room for those uh who are coming in now there's a lot to ask here what kind of students what kind of humans uh i mean what kind of workforce are we going to have if they don't actually go through a proper education system. I spoke to one of um, the commissioners for health in, in Uganda and he said that yes, they are going to promote students or pupils. However, they are going to spare time because now the terms are going to be longer from 10 weeks to 14 weeks. Now that extra four weeks that is added onto the, uh, their new calendar is to try and learn what they missed in the previous class. However, you would want to think that what they missed in the previous year cannot be done in four weeks. And they say they're just going to pull out the important things that they feel uh, students need to be educated on. They need to go through it if they are to be better students. Now, this is where I came out and, 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 asked, and, and asked and said, so why don't we just overhaul, we just need to overhaul the whole education system and put up a proper calendar, remove things like who discovered Lake Victoria, remove things of who was the first man to come to Africa, a first white man to come to Africa. It, 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 if anybody listens or if you've gone through that class, you would want to think, how does it help you as an individual in your daily work that you do? apart from teaching besides for you to say that john speak from england discovered lake victoria never makes sense 
because we have a a group an ethnic group of people who actually lived around that lake so you cannot say that John Speak discovered Lake Victoria when there are actually people who lived around Lake Victoria maybe you would say the first white man to see Lake Victoria so it is it, there's a lot that happens in an education system that is useless uh, for lack of a better word how about we start an education system that skills um, these young children from a tender age so that in case they never make it to the end of their education system, uh, maybe attain a degree or something, they are able to use their hands to do other jobs. I mean, it's, it's something both in Uganda and Namibia. And I saw the minister of, of, of education speak, talking about the new calendar, talking about the examination you know, issues that were happening in Namibia. And I'm thinking, we have wasted two years without education. And what we expect you is to just, you know, tune or fine-tune or overhaul the whole uh, education syllabuses and make them, tailor them to something that is more useful to, to the students to be better people. I guarantee you, these Western countries or European countries do not know the first president of Namibia. They don't know the first president of Uganda. They have no idea who was the first black man to leave Africa to go to their countries. However, we know the first white man who left Europe to come to Africa. Why don't we change that system? My name is Darren Bartlett. Let me just see you in the next um, podcast where we are going to talk about the issues of Ethiopia, especially the TPLFA, all talking about the Eritreans and also looking at Ethiopia as a country. Thank you so much. See you next time.